Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Politics ain't beanbag, and five days to go uh, for the first round of a mayoral election is always February surprises, and there'll be April surprises, too. And I was watching uh, Channel 11, looking at their website, and I saw this uh, written by and reported on by Paris Schutz, our guest, who we'll welcome here in a second. The Chicago Teachers Union is under fire from within and maybe without, and they've been forced to make some changes to its election filings or risk violating state law. In fact, Illinois State Board of Elections spokesman Matt Dietrichs was part of this report, and he pointed out that the paperwork needs to be changed. It would have to be a loan from a financial institution. Uh, and in this case, it is a loan from a labor organization, which is treated as a contribution, which means it's subject to the contribution limits. And the Chicago Teachers Union Political Action Committee has donated about a million dollars to Brandon Johnson's mayoral campaign. He's one of their own, obviously. There's 27,000-plus rank-and-file members. Not all of them are happy about it. Members weren't notified. Many of us were notified by going on to the... Um website and finding out that this money was donated and it wasn't done in a transparent way. I urge you all to go to a WTTW's website and take a look at this or watch tonight. Uh, let's welcome back to the program Paris Schutz, a Chicago Tonight co-anchor, political correspondent, moderator of the Week in Review, and theme song composer. Paris, welcome back. How are you, sir? John, I'm great. You know, this show ain't beanbag sometimes either, so I'm, I'm ready for the fight. I always thought that was Burton Terrace. My file here says Bernie Stone. Is it my good friend Harold Washington said this is the politics that ain't beanbag, and this oh, okay. time she's going to find out that politics ain't beanbag. I think that's uh, Bernie Stone. That sounds like Bernie Stone in one of the moments he wasn't dozing off at City Council. <laughs> was, anyway. was he uh, the Bernie who always wore sunglasses? I don't remember, you know, I came along a little later in his career. I don't remember him wearing sunglasses, yeah. but I do remember him, you know, kind of, you know, during these debates that he would just kind of, his head would bob, <laughs> he would be nodding off, and it was great. I played all the clips, or a lot of the clips from your piece for my audience an hour ago. So we heard from uh, oh, great. Mary Esposito and John Klugler and uh, uh, Reggie O'Connor. There's always union members that disagree with the political philosophy of their union. So that's not necessarily a surprise. But now explain the legalese here. Why is the CTU having, having to go back and refile paperwork lest they stay out of trouble? Well, basically because they announced making this $415,000 loan to their political action committees, which are run by the union president, Stacey Davis-Gates. So it's their political arm. So according to Matt Dietrich, who you quoted there, by law, they're not allowed to do that. A labor union is not allowed to loan political money, and they can only give a certain amount, 27400 This obviously is much more than that. So late in the day yesterday, a lawyer for the CTU called the elections board and said, you know what, it's not a loan after all. Uh, we're going to say that this was an aggregate of uh, dues. So basically it was individual members uh, giving dues donations to this campaign. Now here's the wrinkle with that. 
these folks that we talked to are really angry because this money that was transferred, whether it was a loan, whether it was whatever it was, no one got to vote on it. Mm-hmm. And if you oppose it, if you didn't want your dues money going to this, you didn't really have a say. And what they're saying is the union has spent lots of money, a million plus, as you've mentioned, plus, you know, hundreds of thousands on other races. And plus, they give all kinds of dues to the Illinois Federation of Teachers and the American Federation of Teachers, which has also donated millions uh, to this Johnson campaign. So the issue here is this is our dues money. You're spending tons of it for your political ambitions here. And what happens if there's nothing left for the rest of us to do the things we need to do to protect our union? How'd you come up with the four or five union members, including Mary Esposito Oosterbowski? I know that she ran unsuccessfully last year to unseat uh, another union official. So it's not just sour grapes, right? No, no. And there were six of those that I spoke to. But believe me, there were a lot more I spoke to on the phone. The Tribune also spoke to a different group of members. And the issue here is there are more that feel this way than want to speak out. They're afraid to speak out. These six members, you know, they had a lot of gumption here because when you speak out and you question the leadership of an organization that's this powerful, you know that you're going to get it incoming. You know the attacks are going to come your way. Uh, And they knew that. And the folks that I spoke to on the phone said, I just don't want to go on camera because I just can't deal with the attacks and the the vitriol that's going to come my way. But it's very important uh, for these folks when they spoke out to say, look, we have 27,000 plus members not all of them are happy with this. They're afraid to speak out. They're afraid to question leadership. And what they feel here is that the leadership is making these decisions, political and financial, without any kind of oversight, without any kind of feedback or deliberation from the members. Now, the CTU leadership will say, you know what, we have meetings. Anyone can voice their opinion. Clearly, these members I spoke to say that it's baked in stone before anyone gets a chance to even know what happened. And obviously, John, you know, this is a very powerful and and politically influential organization. And it's interesting to me to kind of pry into the facade here. They speak very loudly with a unified voice. But when you kind of dig in the layers here, not everybody inside that union is exactly happy with what they're doing. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, "What is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. Paris Schutz is here, uh, WTTW Chicago Tonight, co-anchor, political correspondent. Um, I, I asked this question with delicacy and sensitivity and respect. Sure. Uh, did yeah. anybody drop a dime on Brandon Johnson uh, to, for you to do this story? Like say, hey, you should look into this angle. I know you're not going to answer that. And secondly, <laughs> has the Brandon Johnson campaign reacted to this? I will say that, you know, I obviously can't reveal sources or, or how I, I come about stories, but I can say this. It did not originate from any other campaign for mayor. It had nothing to do with another campaign saying, oh, hey, why don't we uh, nail Brandon Johnson on this? Because it's really not about Brandon Johnson. And in fact, I called uh, Johnson's campaign and they referred me to the teachers union. It's like, look, it's not our deal. It's the teachers union thing. It's an internal matter with them. Take it up with them. And, and that's what I did. So it's it, and these union members were careful to tell me, 
they're not volunteering or working for any other campaign for mayor. It's not about being for or against Brandon Johnson. What it is about is an organization that takes their dues money that is supposed to represent them that is acting in a way that sometimes they feel doesn't represent them and yeah. doesn't include their voices. And they want to let it be known that, hey, we have voices here, too. And just to be clear, what did the Illinois State Board of Elections say if they amend the paperwork, resubmit it, yeah. what, uh, and change right. a couple categories and no harm, yeah. no foul? Yeah, it's kind of a question of semantics, as so many things in the law are, John. So when they filed this and they said it was a loan, that's when the state board wrote them a letter that said, ding, 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 according to Illinois Election Code, you can't make a loan like this. A labor organization can't do that. Well, when the, how come so, they don't know that? I mean, well, that's, that's very sloppy. Yeah, that, that might be an unforced error on that on their part that they didn't have uh, election attorneys vetting this because they did have uh, an attorney yesterday um, in response to some of the outcry and the stories that have been generated, call up and said, we are going to change how this donation is characterized. It's no longer a loan. It is now a donation of <laughs> aggregate union dues. But here's yeah. the thing. The folks I speak to, they, they say, CT was given loans in the past to candidates. Uh, so they were Chewy back in 2015. They never got most of that money back. It was supposed to be a loan. And they're saying, hey, we just don't think we're going to get any of this money back. Yeah. And by the way, now that they had to change this to be compliant with the law, it isn't a loan. So now they're saying, well, then definitely we're not going to get this yeah. money back it's into donation. our union coffers. The mob yeah. used to tell uh, feds that, too. Uh, we didn't loan this money to that guy and take over his business. That was a donation before his business went bad. Right, right. Yeah, and it just comes down to a question of semantics. By the way, they're not allowed to donate that amount anyway, so semantically they got around it by saying, well, it's an aggregate donation. It was it was uh, union member X giving 1000 and union member Y giving 1000 So they have to provide a line item of, like, who all these folks are, which is very interesting because, again, they did this without anyone actually voting on it in the union. Uh, let me just ask you an ancillary question to uh, the mayoral election. Does sure. Lightfoot Does Lightfoot make the runoff? Wow. I mean, if you if you're to trust the polls that are coming out um, recently, it looks increasingly unlikely. But I will say one thing in her favor is that there still are undecided. And if you're this like late breaking undecided voter uh, that you're not going to decide until you go to the poll on Tuesday, that historically has tended to favor the incumbent. It might be a voter that says, you know what, I'm not crazy about any of these people. So whatever, you know, I'll go with what I know. That might be in her favor, but there have been a couple polls showing Vallis really running out into a lead. It seems like there's a consensus that he's looking like he's going to be the top vote getter here. And, and Brandon Johnson certainly has, has surged in the polls. Yeah, Vallis is everybody's favorite second choice, and that can work in a lot of different industries, including my own. <laughs> all, of, all of us, John. We're all, we're, we're all operating day to day. Yeah. I did not realize, and I know, I guess this, uh, they, they used it through October. I didn't realize that you had written the former Chicago Tonight theme song. Oh, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, that was a theme song we, we had for 10 years. Um, we just retired it. It was something that we had a piano in the old studio, and I just kind of went down there and started plunking out a melody. And um, to help flesh it out, I brought in the second chair trumpet player from the CSO, John Hagstrom, and we, you know, we kind of, we kind of made it a nice little production, and um, it was a wonderful thing uh, to do. Uh, I mean, the residuals on that have been terrific. Uh, nice. You know, it's, it's, it's a percentage of zero because I oh. did it for free. So, oh. 
<laughs> so I'm being sarcastic here. There was mm. no uh, no residuals on that, but it but it was fun to have that song, you know, play every single night and and be sort of the thing you thought about when you thought Chicago Tonight. Do you have a background in music professionally? Not professionally. I, I play piano. Uh, I write music. I play in various different outfits. Someone needs a keyboardist uh, at the last minute, and I'm not um, looking into the teachers' union or Vallis or Lightfoot or whoever. Then, then sometimes I go out and um, I tickle the ivories a little bit. Do you mind uh, taking part in a dog and pony show on stage? Because if so, I might have some work for you. An actual dog and pony show? No, no, just musically, musically. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, I thought you meant actual dogs and ponies, which would be a blast. Sure. No, my circus days are over. Uh, Paris, <laughs> uh, thank you uh, very much. We'll be watching a little bit later on tonight, and of course, uh, Tuesday night as well. We'll check out your election coverage. Yeah. I appreciate it. This is really an interesting piece on the CTU. Thanks a lot. Well, thanks. Thanks, Take John. Care. Always good to talk to you. Take care. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I had the best time. That's it was great. challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're this not. This was a it's dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. That's and if it beautiful. wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like, yeah, it like, was. hey, it was fine. Because yes. I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen.